No, I get it. Like, it's... There's that feeling of, like... Well, if you do it yourself, you know you can trust your own work. <laughs> yeah. Right? Or, like, your own part. Like, you know you're buying the part right, that right, you right. want or whatever. Because I'm not going to open up my pre-built computer and check everything. Because then it's like, what's the freaking point if I'm going to bother? Right. If you're going to just go, like, disassemble it and reassemble it anyway, you might as well just assemble it yourself. Yeah. And then there, I, I know there's a lot of stuff in there where it's, like... There's little bits that don't really get talked about in the overall build where you can, like, you know, spend a little more for high quality, like, thermal paste. Yeah, true. And I stuff mean, like never, that. I never like, even did extra stuff like that because I don't ever overclock or do anything interesting with my computers. I'm fairly yeah. boring. And like you said, 1080p these days, I mean, hell, the the type of graphic, like, you can, you can buy a very cheap computer and play things at 1080p because... That's what I'm saying. Like, you you can get a good build for, like, under $1,000. Oh, way less than that, for sure. Like, 600 or so. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, this runs basically every modern game at medium settings. Yeah, well, and maybe even at max, if it's just 1080p. I mean, depending on the settings, yeah. Not all settings, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, if you got all the fancy new, uh, uh, why can't I think of the the ray tracing and lighting and all that stuff, then it's going to... You can't think of those things because they're not important. (laughs) <laughs> they're only important when they are it's so when it comes to that t- those types of improvements it's kind of interesting to me because they're the things that you don't care about if you don't know that they're there or you're not paying attention to them but then when right. you notice them yeah. not being there you're like oh oh yeah that does look different or oh that is sort of missing that one thing that's neat where you like look at a a mirror and you can see through the or you can see through the window but there's also a bit of reflection and all that kind of stuff right like there's those yeah. kinds of yeah, little yeah. things that Honestly, that that's how attention. I feel about frame rate. Yeah, that I that one that really people, depends. If people were, if people like never played games in sixty frames per second, no one would know that thirty was a problem. Yeah, it's it's weird when people complain about it, especially if they're playing some RPG and they're like, "This game runs at trash frame rates." Like, dude, it's an RPG. <laughs> yeah, I like. I, there are things that I will notice. So I finished Xenoblade Chronicles two finally last. Hey, week. you did. So you I decided finally that... got through it. <laughs> let's hey hey that's less than like four years it's true i i refuse to let it drop for more than like a week or two so i mean, I would get busy good. and i'd be like i don't have time to play today but then like when i would get a decent chunk of downtime i'd be like no i gotta play it for a little bit just so that i don't let go of it for too long yeah that's good so i kept up with it and Props. honestly i was in like i was basically sitting like two or three hours from the end of the game and most of that was just exposition and story. <laughs> sure. Because I hit the point where it was like final chapter. And then I was like, okay, time to do all of the side quests until I get bored. And then I can finish when I want to. Did you do all of the side quests? I did a bunch of them. And then there was one that was just going to take way too much like real time. To Why? You, what, what kind of things? Like, I'm just curious, like, what were, what were the ideas that you were supposed to have? Most uh, of the most of the it? side quests are like, so it's I'm going to have to explain a lot about the game. But like, basically, you have these sort of equipable partner creatures called blades, and they basically act as personas. OK, they cool. change the nature of the moves you're able to do. They change your your sort of innate element. Um, your class, because there's like, you know, there's like basically DPS, tank, and healer. Yeah. That are all, and they all have obviously like 
different specialties and different things that you can do. And you can have three of them equipped at a time and switch between them on the fly during battle. Neat. So there are sort of common ones where they all just kind of look the same. And then there's unique ones that are all like individual characters with like a with a unique design and, a, and their own voice and all of that stuff. And they're all like real characters. And all of them have associated side quests. Oh, okay. So you can kind of get more of their individual backstory. So that's a lot. So I did a bunch of them. And there is one whose whole thing is she's this little ice princess girl who has a huge polar bear friend. And she Aww. like and she's shy, but she likes to sing or play her or play <laughs> okay. her uh, her instrument. And you have to do a whole side quest about helping her start her music career. Like 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 a Yakuza side quest. Basically. Okay. Except that you don't do any of the actual music stuff. Oh. Wait, you, what? Like, it all happens off screen. S because there is a side thing in the game called Mert, like, called, uh, uh, oh god, what are they called? Merc missions? Merc missions. Oh, okay. So you basically run a mercenary band, and you know the whole thing where it's like, I think Pokemon has a version of this. Where it's like you have too many things in your in you have too many characters that you can equip in your box, but you're only using a certain number of them at a time, and the rest of them are just sitting there. So we need something for them to do. Sure. So you can send them out on missions where they'll be doing something idly to basically farm XP and gold for you. Mm. And that takes you send them out, and it takes a real time amount of time to finish. Oh wow. So, like, you know, this mission will take an hour. This mission will take 30 minutes. Sure. And then they, you know, they can all have certain attributes that um, contribute to the mission that'll shorten the amount of time it takes. So if you, you know, you can take a thing that's an hour-long mission, and if you send the right people with the right attributes, then it can take, like, 25 minutes or something like that. So you can cut it down pretty significantly. Right. So... This girl, Ursula, the ice princess singing girl, um, her side quests involves doing a bunch of those Merc missions that are all like 10 minutes and they're all just like vocal lessons. <laughs> and you have to do like a hundred of them. Holy crap. And that's the only way to advance the side quest. So... I didn't do that. Yeah. I started doing it. And then like after about the first 30 or 40, I was like, this is tedious and not fun. So your, we're going to move favorite on. combo. Yeah. And I got like a couple of stages into the story because it's like thresholds, right? Like you do the first 10 and then it's like you can get the first sort of uh, you can get sort of the first cutscene. Yeah. In that story. And then you do the second threshold and you get the second cutscene in the story. And it's basically just boilerplate, like, oh, I'm not sure if I can do it. Oh, my first performance didn't go very well, but one person said they really liked it. So I guess I'll try I'll again. I'll try again. Okay, this <laughs> one's... Okay, now we're going to book a bigger one. I'm not sure if I'm ready. Oh, all my practice paid off. Now Whoa. we're going to do, like, the big dome thing. It's going to be the biggest concert ever, but we have to do big training for it. And I was like, no. Whoa, someone married my 3D hologram. No, no, 
that was enough. So I left that one undone, and there's probably others I didn't discover. Sure. But aside from that, I did pretty much everything. I did everything that was on my plate, except for that. And then I moved on, and the end of the game was pretty cool, but also for as as big and, like, almost 13 Sentinel-style existential... Okay, yeah. As it turned out to be. Um, not super surprised. Like, it's a very twisty ending, but it's not, like, significantly more twisty than the first one. Because it's okay. a JRPG, and it all has to do with, like, your true origins, and the god of this world is really, you dun, know. Dun, dun. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff there, and it's just, like... Overall, though, every- you enjoyed the experience? Definitely. Definitely. I am definitely done with the experience, so I'm not, like, chomping at the bit to jump into the uh, the spin-off game or to three. But I'll play yeah. them eventually, because I like these games. They're okay. Good. That's cool. So that's my intro. Welcome to the Retro oh, Breakdown. Yeah. I'm Time Wanderer. I just finished Xenoblade Chronicles, but I didn't stream it, so you don't know. Yeah, I was I was going to uh, say I forgot you, you were playing two. I was thinking you were talking about three, and then I was like, wait, no, no. Nope. Not that's there two. yet. Not there yet. Someday, maybe. I played two because three was coming out. <laughs> yeah, and that's then what I, finished yeah, of course, two obviously. a month after three came out, and now I'm like, I don't want to play three yet. <laughs> I don't want to play three for a couple of years. In fact, <laughs> honestly, probably because I actually want to play the spin-off game before I play three. Yeah, the 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 Tornado Heights or whatever it is. Yeah, it's Golden it's a prequel Country game, and now that I now that I've played two, I understand like what it would be about because you know how like jrpgs do this a lot where it's like a thousand years ago this happened and now in the aftermath you're rebuilding and also uncovering the history of what happened a thousand years ago yeah and it's all going to happen again because buddhist cycles sure yes um i threw the buddhist cycles thing in there but like it's definitely an inspiration (laughs) the whole thing about like the whole world happening on on cycles and 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 it's all, you know, sort of the the unbroken chain of events. Everything comes back around. But, like, course, listen, yeah. <clears throat> they do this all the time. And it makes me mad because Dark Souls does this. Where it's like, hey, all the cool stuff happened before you got here. Yes. Go find yeah. out about all of the cool plot stuff that happened that you're not a part of. Yeah, you, you, and we're not even, in fact, we're not even going to show you the cool plot stuff and that does happen to you. <laughs> Also true. Also true. Dude, listen. Would you or would you not 1,000% This is is a loaded question. Play a game about the War of the Magi as a prequel to Final Fantasy VI. Yeah? Yeah? Of course. Of course! (laughs) Like, that would be really cool. It would. How they how they got to that point and everything would be a very fun story to hear. That now, one's free. Like you can just do that at any point. It would be rad. Everyone wants it. Yeah, now I don't know if it's cool because I like 6 a lot or like it would have been cool before 6. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. one of those things that's now it's cool because 6 is cool. <laughs> right, yeah. No, but that's what I mean though, like a prequel mm-hmm. game that connects to the events that happen later that you find out about is like ancient history. And now you're doing this as like the second coming or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great, easy, it's a low hanging fruit for, a, right. you know, make the game happen. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, okay, Breath of the Wild, you could play as... Well, I guess that's kind of what... Um, you're sort of playing as, like, Link from 100 years ago before the Calamity in um, in Hyrule Warriors Age yeah. of Calamity. Yeah, so sort that's of. the idea anyways. <laughs> but it's also kind of like, you know, alternative history stuff, so... Mm-hmm. Different timeline. But, like, yep. that's that's cool, too. Yep. Speaking of which, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, is it Tears or Tears? Or both? You know, I hadn't thought about that. I know. So I was in. I was um, uh, teaching a lecture when the the uh, direct was happening, and I was like, well, we're going to watch this now, class, because I want to see some stuff about the direct. And then we came back later, and they had the... I was like, okay, let's see if they announced any Zelda stuff I fast-forwarded to. I was like, oh my god, Tears of the Kingdom. And then the next week when I was or the next couple of days when I was talking about it or talking in class, I was like, wait, is it tears or tears? I don't know. What do you think? And the class was divided. <laughs> some, some people were like, it's tears. Some people say it was tears. I was like, well, they both work. And they're like, oh my God, it does. <laughs> could it be that they, it, could it, could it be that the, uh, the like double entendre is on purpose? It feels like it is right. Cause they both fit really yeah. well. I think I I'm, I am, so I'm surprised, I am surprised that when Nintendo said the Switch is halfway done with its life last year, that might have been real. Yeah. I genuinely wasn't sure if... I mean... And and this was going to be the... Th- to me, this was going to be the, like, the test or whatever, right? If they're like, hey, this game's coming out on Switch and also on whatever right, the Switch yeah. 2 is. In I the mean, future. that's basically what they did. That's basically what they've done with, like, the yes. last three Zelda games. Yes, exactly. So I, I, I wasn't sure if that's what we were going to end up with again. But the fact that they just announced it as is, it's like, oh, oh, huh. I guess the Switch is going to be around for at least another two years, probably. Yep. Yeah, because they announced a release date without announcing a new console. Right, yeah, and exactly. I think, and I, you know... I was very much on, I wasn't like convinced they were going to do it, but I was like, Zelda is usually a, you know, a console life cycle marker. Right. And that's, that's, that's what was my thinking is that we haven't had two Zeldas on a, I mean, GameCube did, but again, that was only because one of, of the, the, like the GameCube got one and a half Zelda games. <laughs> yeah. Cause it came for the Wii first. So we, so we haven't had two Zelda games on a console since. Well, Game Boy, I guess, if you don't include the handhelds, since like the NES almost. <laughs> There's yeah. been two on uh, N64. Console. Oh, duh. What am I talking about? N64. Yes, yes. The Although, best one. debatable, because you could also call that one and a half Zelda games. Being True. Majora's Mask originally was designed to be like its own spin off property. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, it's hard it, to say it that, does though, just because. function as a full game. Yeah, because I was going to say it's hard to say that just because Majora's Mask is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. I really love that one. It's, I mean, in a way, we don't know Tears or Tears or Tyrias of the Kingdom is uh, is going to maybe fall into that camp, too, because we don't know what the world is actually like. If we're just exploring the exact same world, that'd be kind of lame, but it's torn up. But it might be that. I don't know. Oh, man. Like, you've just, like, that alternate pronunciation has just opened <laughs> up a whole different, <laughs> like, I'm just waiting for the cutscene. Where Zelda's like, Link, you must travel across the kingdom and found and find the Tears. Yeah, the Tears. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be too too terribly stupid and awesome. Yeah, like it, it would it would circle back around to being like, all right, <laughs> okay, English translators. Yep, it's none of the things. It's none of these. 
Why would it be any of the things that made sense? It's none the of those The G things. is silent. <laughs> just throw it to just completely extra letter in there. Oh, man. <laughs> so were you excited about anything else from the, uh, from the direct? Uh, geez, there's so much that's come out this week, and all I'm really thinking about is, uh, is, is Kiryu. Dude. I, I, I kind of want a PS5. Like I've I've been wanting one for a while. It's true. I wanted to buy it when it first came out. I had a pre-order, but I was like, "Yeah, what's the point?" But you know, I'll play Final Fantasy 16 even if I don't care that much about the the setting or the the not the setting, but the 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 video for it didn't do anything for me. Super exciting. I think that like like, if you're anything like me, and I'm not saying you necessarily are, but I feel like we've talked about this before. Yeah. The Final Fantasy brand in general has kind of lost some luster. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, I would get it. Well, what's weird is that if they said, oh, we're remaking Final Fantasy VI, I will have lost my mind. So it's sure, it's yeah. not so much the brand, but it's like the new brand, I guess. I don't the, know. The brand in terms of like, you don't trust them to put out good new content, but you <laughs> still like what they've done in the past. Fair, yes. It's just like basically since 13, it's been like, yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely not the kings of the... Well, I'll put it this way. They're definitely not the kings of the single-player JRPG brand anymore. Nice. Nice, I see what you did. I Okay, so, full disclosure, I am in the middle of a marathon of playing Final Fantasy XIV for the, for the first time on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash timewander. Uh, if you're listening to this on the day of release, <clears throat> I have three more days to do that were uh, charity mandated. I, I like the idea of a, of a marathon of an MMO because it just means you're running for eternity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I just mean that I'm playing multiple days oh, streaming I, no, in I a know. row without stopping. I, I a the, marathon the... would mean I don't have time to record this podcast with you because I'm playing right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the irony is just playing every day is not a marathon. That's just playing an MMO. Oh, true, true. And yeah, nine days is enough to scratch the surface. I mean, that's kind of the hope, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I'm hoping to do is just get enough of the content to to have a feel for what the overall game is like. You know, I, I take it back. What you said wasn't that clever about single player versus multiplayer because you're playing in a single player game. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you're not even, you're using all the the fancy uh NPC stuff to do dungeons and everything. Yeah. I like honestly, I probably wouldn't be playing this without that. It's a cool system. So, that it's being really cool. said, I don't want to talk too much about the experience cuz I'm probably going to do a big postmortem when I'm done. Yeah, that's So cool. I don't want to I don't want to exhaust all the talking points when I'm only 3 days in. Yeah, no, no, no. I think that that's a but I think we were talking about Final Fantasy, and I'm talking specifically about Final Fantasies after 13. So and it's what, kind of it's kind of the elephant in the room. True. The uh, but but you know, Kiryu. But Kiryu though. Kiryu. I, an, like feudal Japanese Kiryu. <laughs> there's a bunch of cool stuff that came out of the Nintendo Direct. There's a bunch of cool stuff that came out of everything. The Sony thing. I think Ubisoft had a thing, but who really cares? Um, did, 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 did I see that right though? That the, 
there's going to, I don't know if it's a, it's a spinoff game or what, but you're going to play like a dragon from Kiryu's perspective. That's what it looks like. So, okay, here's what we have. There is a, there is a spinoff game. Yes. Starring Kiryu that looks like it's going to be like a smaller game compared to like a normal Yakuza game. Okay. Um, and that is specifically a new game about Kiryu and basically connecting him from like him sort of walking away from everything in, uh, in six to like how he ends up tied up in things in seven anyway. Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, walking away is, <laughs> he's only tried to do it like five times. He only knows how to walk into things with his fist. Yeah. I mean, he, the dude moved to Okinawa to run an orphanage and a, like, a, an escaped convict who was, like, one degree of separation from him literally washed up on his front lawn. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, he cannot get away. Yeah, no, he's, he's destined. He's destined to, to communicate through, through punching. So yeah, there's a there's a spin-off game that is sort of like telling his story about like what was going on while Ichiban was doing his thing. That's that's cool, but really the thing that got you or well, at least the thing that got me excited was the is a remake of a particular game. Yes, people have been asking for them to remake uh Yakuza Ishin, which is the um sort of feudal, well not feudal. It's not feudal Japan. It's the like the Oh God! What is it? The Bakamatsu era? It's it's definitely not feudal Japan, but that's just what it's easy just to throw that out there because it's it's that general it's, vibe. Yeah, it's <laughs> like feudal era and Meiji era are like the two eras that I go to, and that's yeah. like such a small portion of. It's such a time. Yeah, it really is. It's such a small portion of their history, but it's like, what are the major American history events? It's like the Revolutionary War and the Civil War. <laughs> yeah, it turns out when your country's been around for longer. You have more events. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I'm pretty sure the warring, I'm pretty sure the, the feudal like warring states period in Japan lasted about as long as our entire country's history. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, and, and that's, and that's sort of where everyone thinks about when they, when they think of that ancient sort of samurais and yeah, doing cool stuff. So no, it's, it's not feudal Japan, but no, it is pre Meiji. I yeah. think it, I think it's the, the Bakamatsu period, but I don't, I, I really don't know. know. For sure. I'm, not sure. I'm not a, I know some things about Japanese history, but I would not call myself a historian. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's sort of like mid 1800s anyway. Yeah. Um, and it basically is just, you know, you read a manga and like at the end of a, at the end of a book, they have the, the like the Omake chapters where it's like, let's have everyone basically, like, let's take all these characters and just put them in this other setting. Let's have them all be, like, Journey to the West characters or something. Yeah. And we'll just we'll just have them all act out this sort of alternate thing. That's literally what the whole game is. <laughs> yep. Let's take all of the characters that you love from all of the Yakuza games. Let's get Kiryu and, and Majima and Saijima and... And Akiyama, and let's get Ryuji Goda and Sayama from two, and we'll get Haruka in there, and like all the warriors, everyone, all the people you love, <laughs> like from all of the games. They even found a way to work Kuze back in. <laughs> yeah. Let's get them all in there, and they're all gonna be, you know, they're all gonna 
play their roles in this, you know, in this pre-Meiji 1800s samurai Japan era. And Kiryu's going to stab people, and I, it's unclear whether he's intended to kill them this time. Well, and, and since it's a remake, they can probably add in, you know, some like a dragon characters and stuff, too. Yes. If they yeah, want I to. think I think uh, Ichiban's already confirmed because like that would make sense. Yeah, they're remaking the whole game in the Unreal Engine. Yeah. Of all things. Uh, apparently, the producers are saying that the Dragon Engine is starting to get too old for modern consoles and they have to upgrade. So they think they're moving to Unreal. That's that's partially why I was thinking man, PS5 would be nice for this experience. Mm hmm. Because. I mean, we, we're well past the life of, of the PS4 in terms of, like, video game system console life cycles. And so right. playing a new, like, a brand new engine on it could be could be rough. Or there could yeah, be, yeah, yeah. like, a lot of loading time and all this kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm usually pretty chill with that. But in a game like Yakuza, depending on where, like, because, like, a dragon was so fun that they got rid of all of that stuff. Like, the, the load screens for the most part, right? Like, you just walk yeah, into it a was building. Yeah, it was a... It was a big thing. Like, it's one of the things you'll notice really going from, like, Yakuza five. 0 to, or, yeah, or, or 5 to, like, 6 or Kiwami yep. 2. Yep. Is, like, the Dragon Engine really makes the whole, um, it really makes the whole map come together because you don't have to go through these, like, small the loading screens to go into a, a shop or something. Yeah, it's it's the hardest, the hardest transition in all of Yakuza is from Kiwami 2 to 3. Yep. <laughs> That it's is rough. That's really rough. And I, I like rough. three, but damn the, when you're first playing three, you're just thinking, good Lord, this is, this is, this is difficult. It's hard to get into all of all aspects of it become difficult in terms mm -hmm. of everything's clunky and slow and all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. So basically they're looking at the same thing. Like the dragon engine is six, seven years old now. Um, and it's, you know, it was basically made for two consoles ago. <laughs> so. Wow, was it really? Maybe one. I guess it was only, I one guess it was only PS4? one console generation ago. PS4. Yeah, that's what I. Th but early thought. PS4. True. True. Yeah, that's fair. Like Yakuza 6 was the first Dragon Engine game and it came out in 2016. Correction, it came out in the U.S., in no sorry it was released in, released in japan in 2016 actually so yeah so yeah it's basically six years old the dragon yeah. engine is which doesn't seem like a lot but we are an entire console generation past it so yeah if not like a console generation and a half so i am also considering the uh the upgrade but maybe it won't be necessary because they i guess they finally uh I guess they finally figured out things with uh, Takuya Kimura's talent agency because Judgment and Lost Judgment are on PC now. Yeah. Maybe they were like, hey, maybe this is good press for us, actually. Get him naked. <laughs> I think I like to think my headcanon of what happened is that, like, they showed uh, the, the Johnny's talent agency that people were already ripping models of Yagami from the from the <laughs> PS4 version yeah. and doing all of the things that they were afraid of and wanted to prevent happening anyway. Mm -hmm. So they're like, yeah, so what have you... What exactly, by refusing to let it come out on PC, what exactly have you prevented aside from your own profit? I think I, I, like, I like that headcanon, except I would change just the fact that they showed them the models and they're like, oh. 
All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it is. Oh, this is actually, this is great, actually. I like this. this. Kind of, all right, yeah, this works We should for encourage us. this. We should encourage this behavior. Fork 4K models. <laughs> oh, goodness. So that's really good news um, because it's nice that Judgment is on PC, but also there was talk that the entire Judgment series might canned, just right? die. Yeah, yeah. Because of the refusal to put judgment on PC because that was such a high priority for Sega and um, Kimura's talent agency was like, no, we are all 70 years old and we don't understand. So the fact that they have figured that out clears the path for a third judgment game, which is great. Yeah, that is great. But yeah, the, the big thing, I think, um, I don't know. The big thing for me is the Ishin localization and remaster. I would have been fine with a localization and maybe a, maybe an up-res, but they are giving the whole thing an entire Kiwami-esque remake, which is amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> There's so much more than anyone asked for. Yeah, it really is. Um, so that's awesome, and that's coming out in like six months. Like, Isn't not even. soon? It's like February. Dude, the beginning of 2023? I'll I'll double check, but like, cause okay, I know you don't care about this so much, but I'm I'm excited to play the Harry Potter game, uh, or at least watch Leticia play it, cause she really wants to play it, and I think that's supposed to be coming out in the beginning of 23. We got we got Yakuza. We're gonna have, uh, uh Zelda. Uh huh. And Zelda's coming out at at a wonderful time because it's the end. Of, of the, the semester spring semester and then before <laughs> the start of the summer semester so i have that week oh yeah where, you can get I... the whole thing done in that week <laughs> yeah. so i can just i can just do what i did with breath of the wild and somehow play it for 150 hours over seven days <laughs> i'm not sure if my body will handle it and then diablo 4 is coming out which i'm i'm excited about a little bit because i like diablo but i'm not excited about it because I don't know if it's going to be, if I'm going to care as much about it. I don't know yet. I just don't know. I haven't had a, I haven't played an, an action RPG that's not riding off of nostalgia in a very long time. So we'll have to see what that feels mm. like. What else? I feel like there's a couple other things that were coming out. Oh, the Suikoden remakes. Yep, yep, yep. That's rad. That's super rad. It's cool. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> we have we video games, games that people will buy. Wait, that they're not just pachinko. Yet, yet. <laughs> well, you know, if they take a look at the 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 glut of trophy games that are on PlayStation right now, because they've changed how they, because uh, I guess they've changed like the barrier of entry for getting your game on the PlayStation Store, they could mm. just dump a bunch of Pachinko Machine games on PS4, make a ton of money if they're easy trophies. Yeah, that's true, but it's not all of the money based on an exploitative and uh, and recurring spending model model so they won't yeah, be interested they're missing they're they're that's it's not about getting the game out there to buy once no <laughs> you know that's that's wasteful that making crazy. money off of selling a product is is the worst thing you can do you have to have you have to put out a subpar product that people continue to pay for every month forever yes it's ironic <laughs> never mind <laughs> Um, the, the, I was, I was hopeful from the Suikoden reveal. Well, actually maybe not hopeful, but it came to me for sure. It's, it's without a doubt. If there's a video game that you like 
at some point in the next 10 or 15 years, it will probably be remade. <laughs> it's It seems like a very strong possibility, yeah. <laughs> I would not be surprised to see, uh, you know, things things like Legend of Dragoon getting something or um, basically all those RPGs that have somewhat a, de- a somewhat decent following from the PS1 era yeah, getting, getting put out there. It definitely seems like they're starting to find their footing with like, oh, oh, people are people are still talking about these 20, 25 years later because they like them. Yeah. And if they like them, then they'll spend money on them. Yeah. And we and should I, get some of that money. It's it kind of bums me out that Square is. So I was so excited that they were releasing Dragon Quest X, the single player version, because I always wanted to oh, play yeah, the yeah. multiplayer. But then it's like, oh, yeah, we're not going to release that overseas. It's like, well, what the heck? Why not? It, it I don't I don't think a Dragon Quest game has undersold in forever outside of Japan. Like it's every time it's always been, you know, they seem happy with the results of it. Yeah. And hell, they released 11 twice. It doesn't have the same, like, it doesn't have the cultural footprint uh, that it has outside of Japan. No, that's true. Or, like, it doesn't have the same cultural footprint outside of Japan that it has in Japan. Right. Like, yeah. it's just another RPG series to us, I think. Mm-hmm. But, like, people know it. Like, it's good. It's, it's, the people that like it love it, and the people that like RPGs know of it. Right. Correct. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's. I don't think there's a lot. I've never really seen a lot of people like speak poorly of Dragon Quest. No, it's you know, like I don't think anyone hates the games. And one, it's 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 a series that hasn't changed at all. So you know what it is. Yeah, I I, I am curious to see what they do with twelve, uh, because one of the the I like eleven a lot, and I, I hope that they don't change it too much. Like, I don't want them to do the Final Fantasy thing where they've turned it into an action RPG. I really don't. I almost see it as, like, maybe this is the fork of their two major RPG franchises where it's, like, the opposite of what's happening with uh, with Yakuza. Mm. Where it's, like, they they spun off the Judgment and Judgment is now the action franchise. Yeah. And and the mainline series is now the RPG franchise. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. So, like, Final Fantasy is now, like, the action RPG, and and Dragon Quest is now the classic RPG. Which, in a lot of ways, fit, because Cl- Dragon Quest never even tried to be anything other than Dragon Quest, whereas Final it Fantasy sure is always... Right, and Final Fantasy has always tried to change up aspects of it, even if it's right, just right. Uh, the way the art style is or the game functions, whereas Dragon Quest, they it's it has been Dragon Quest for a very long time. Right, right. So, yeah, that's, that's, not, a bad, that's not a bad idea. I, Confirmed, cool. by the way, Ishin February twenty twenty three. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's like less than it's less than six months. I've got to play. So I've got. Uh, I you know it's going to be a game that I I really want to play, but I probably don't play for like a year. <laughs> I get it. Although I mean, Ishin is like it's not really connected to any of the other. Uh, it's not really connected to any of the other games because it's a you know. Oh, I don't it's mean because of... It's an 1860s spinoff. So, like, I think the most important thing is that you met the characters in 4. I, 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 I mean this not from a story standpoint. I mean this from a in a random thing I've decided when it came to PS5 was that I wanted to finish the PS4 games that I've purchased. Oh, no, yeah, I get that. So then it's like, okay, 
for one, this is the only time I've ever finished like my games. I'm I'm fairly close. I only have like maybe ten games that I have bought on PS4 that I have not played, which is a hilarious thing to say. Because can you like <laughs> when when you think about this in other areas of of life? Well, I mean, backlogs just happen because games go on sale or people yep. give them to you or whatever it is. But it's because there's it's, way too many games and only one of you. Yeah, and it's it's like funny that it's a thing that comes up and i've even talked about before how it's silly to give yourself too much grief over having a backlog sure. but for whatever reason i wanted to i thought it would be cool to finish all the games on a console before i buy the ps5 mostly because there was nothing that i really cared about on ps5 so it was like some dumb arbitrary thing i set right yeah it's like you know you're giving yourself an extra reason to not buy the new thing yeah yeah because exactly. it feels better than man than being like man i'm really not interested in the new thing <laughs> It's so much easier to say I'm doing it for that reason. Yeah, no, I have a specific <laughs> threshold that I have to hit first. Right. That makes way more logical sense, okay? <laughs> so I don't know if I'll be able I don't know if I'll be buying it on day one. But that's that's one that's a game that I think I would like to wait to play on PS5 just because it's one that I've wanted since well, since I saw the random gif like five years ago or whatever of um some dude I didn't know spanking another dude in the, uh, in Oh like yeah. The, in the sauna, the, the sauna. And I was like, what the hell is this game? This is that game. Yep. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is, is this real? Like I thought it was, well, I thought it was one of those things that, uh, you know, the judgment talent crew was so afraid of. Yes. <laughs> it's, and then it's like, Oh no, this is, this is a, a mini game in a, in Yakuza. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, it's not a mini game. It's a boss fight or boss fight. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Even better. It's not the first time they've done that either, because there's that whole bit in three where you have to fight the dude in the love hotel. And there's that whole bit where it looks oh, like yeah. you're like humping him from behind. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. You're right. <laughs> I try not to think about that because that boss fight's really frustrating to actually do. <laughs> Especially when you're playing Yakuza 3 and you're used to the Dragon Engine and 3 is very not the Dragon Engine. I think I think 3 gets... A, I think it's it's really hard to like 3 if you are if you didn't play it when it first came out. Yeah. Because, man, is it rough. Like, we were just... There playing. are people who... Well, there are people who will, like, put Yakuza 3 on top of their tier list. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy the setting of 3 a lot. I really do. I think it's... Fu I, I enjoy Okinawa. And it's I like, interesting, yeah. And I, I like... the I like... I don't know. It's fun to think of Kiryu as just trying to be a normal person. <laughs> it's, well, and that's it's so the big impossible. thing that 3 does. Is like, in 1 and 2, it was a whole different direction where he's just hardened badass man. Yeah. And then it's like, we need him to be, like, a little more human. Yeah. So and, and, let's ha let's literally have him run an orphanage. Right, because what's more human than that? Yeah, he'll just take care of the children. <laughs> I just want to read some things from uh, just some out of context excerpts about this uh, this write up on what Ishin's going to be like. Okay, please. Uh, swap between four different styles on the fly: swordsman, gunman, brawler, and wild dancer. Um. <laughs> Dramatic heat actions the series is known for. The one we see in the trailer sees Ryoma summon a tiger to maul a bunch of enemies. Okay, so I wasn't sure if that was going to be a... I, thought, I wasn't sure if that was just a fight or if that was, <laughs> like... A, that's, that's, that's even better, that it's just, like, 
an ability. I feel it seems like it's just a heat action. Yes. And also, we've got mini games for fishing, gambling, karaoke, mahjong, Japanese dancing, udon noodle making, and oh. chicken racing. Ch- chicken racing, mm, whatever. Udon noodle making, yeah, yes, yes. Okay, I you hear chicken racing and you're not really that interested, but hear me out. Poultry circuit. I know, I I know. It's it's not that it's not exciting. It's not that I will not spend too much time playing it. It's more that I want a mini game about making noodles. There actually is a ramen mini game in five. Really? Yeah. It's a I, whole it's a whole side story. I didn't know okay, so so five we finished four last year and I we just haven't had a chance to play five because of life and and so yep. I did not know that that has a thing that has existed already. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that I assume sense. it is a similar if not the exact same minigame. It probably will be then. Well, because because the chicken racing or the uh the uh poultry circuit or whatever, that's five two, right? I believe that is also in five, yes. I don't remember it in four, so it, it yeah, it's got to be in five. It's either five or six, but I think it's five. Oh, it could be six, I suppose. That's true. I'm pretty sure it's five, in fact, now Man, that no, the more I, I really, think about it. I really want to play Yakuza now. Me too. The, like, the thing, like, this has got me on, this has got me very much on the, like, yeah, I got to go buy the Kaito DLC for Lost Judgment. Yeah, dude. Like, this that's, is, oh, that's if the this was... thing I'm doing after the, uh, after the FF14 thing is over. I was about to say if now there's this now that you have this part of you, it's like oh no, this would this would be the this would be the game that gets in the way of fourteen. But I've already started fourteen. Yeah, I can't can't stop, <laughs> can't stop, won't stop until I stop. Until I until I stop exactly. <laughs> yeah. You want to take a question? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. <laughs> Unless you have more to talk, there was a lot of news this week, and we are not going to record a podcast that is long enough to cover all of it. But those are the big things that I'm excited about. I don't even remember what else was announced. There was a the lot. Like, there was like it's really hard for me to remember and everything. All of it. No, we, there, it's great. This way, we can just be like, "Hey, this thing happened three weeks ago. Let's talk about it now." It's true. We've got news. We've got news worked out for the next three weeks. Right, you you can listen to our thoughts of stuff you've already had thoughts about. It's going to be awesome. That's correct. Anyways, questions. Our thoughts are very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, cue the music. Swaggles wants to know very simply: Is there a phone game you think is good? Okay, so I was playing this summer. I got back into playing some uh, the the Fire Emblem Fire Emblem what, Heroes. Uh, Heroes. I also like that game. I had fun with that, and then I, I kind of stopped. And then I was playing Shop Titans, and I was actually enjoying that. But the, I don't like how the progression system got at where I'm at now. And I'm not talking about the pay-to-win stuff, because obviously that's garbage. Sure. But I mean, the, um, the basically, to craft an item, I didn't care that it was going to take a really long time to get the materials. What what, bu- what bugged me is that the later items required a bunch of lower-tier items, and then it became less fun, because mm. it was like, oh, i got to craft all these low items so I can... And I could just buy them from the auction. I, was like, I don't know. So... That sucked. But in terms of cell phone games, yeah, sure. I, I enjoyed Pokemon Go for a bit. It's yep. hard to call these games. Yeah, good. I know. It's like if they were on, if they weren't on a cell phone, would I ever play them? I mean, I guess I played Shop Titans on my computer, so I suppose. Um, I don't know if I'd call them good. I feel like it's just a, a good use of a bad use of good time. Wait, no. Um, a good okay. use of idle time. <laughs> I was going to say it's a bad use of your idle time because you could do, like, anything else. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on what kind of idle time. 
Yeah, no, if you have like a minute in between things, it's actually nice to be able to do something. And I, like, you know, I, I, I enjoyed Mario Run for what it was, although it was like, too expensive. Yeah. Like it should have been like four bucks or three dollars or something, not ten. But I thought that was a pretty cool experience. I think that Jen, I have enjoyed a fair number of uh, the, the mobile games that I have installed on my phone right now um, and that I play regularly. Um, I have Good Fire Emblem Heroes still installed, but haven't played it in probably over a year. Um, but I played it pretty, like, every day regularly for several years before falling off. Sure. Um, I played Ark Knights for a few, uh, for probably a few months, a couple years ago, and fell off of that. Um, I'll still click on Pokemon Go when I take out the dogs for, when I take the dogs out for a walk, because that's just a fun little thing to just pop in. Yeah, what did I see that they're, in a while? they're working on next? Niantic. Oh, it's a, it's a Marvel Pokemon Go game, they, I guess. They are always working on trying to make Pokemon Go work in another context, and it never does. Yeah, the fact that it didn't even work with Harry Potter, which, you know, is pretty huge, is kind of a sign that maybe the magic is just Pokemon fans. <laughs> they're trying to make it work with Pikmin. That's not working. Like, Yeah, didn't they, didn't they actually have a Pikmin bloom... A uh, little little talking point during the direct because then they announced Pikmin Four. Oh yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't, didn't. I didn't, I didn't actually watch the direct. I I have only like I watched a couple of trailers that came up in it, and I've seen all of the news points that sure. came out of it. But yeah, it's it's. I, do I have any games installed on my phone? I think I have. Hold on, let me see. I I there's one game on here. I think it's the, like Game Dev Story or one of those like. Mm. Um. The big one yeah. for me is Mahjong Soul, but, like, that's only just I want to be able to play Mahjong on my phone. Well, that, that, so that's a weird, that's that's a kind of a, a nuance to the question, right? Is that a cell phone game? Not really. It's, yeah, no, it's not. It's just, it is a digital way to play an actual physical board game. Yeah. Basically. It's like I, I also have a backgammon app on my on my phone <laughs> because I got into backgammon after playing clubhouse games. And I was like, oh, now that I know how to play this, this is a, like a nice, fun, like strategic game. I like this. So I got yeah. an app for it and it was free. And I, now I have it and I'll play it once in a while when I'm pooping. <laughs> you have to like <laughs> once you're 30, you probably you have to have some game that you would have attributed to being a grandpa as a child. On totally. <laughs> I don't know. I've always played those. Yeah, you have. I mean, your idea of fun was playing word puzzles or so. What, what it, like the, the, yeah, word the puzzles, puzzles, logic puzzles, the lo chess. yeah, the logic puzzles. Yeah, chess is chess is kind of in vogue at the moment. It's cool to like chess again. That's true, but it wasn't when I was, you know. No, it very much was not in the nineties. No, uh, but now now it's cool. I mean, aren't there like even YouTube or excuse me, there's like Twitch channels dedicated to chess. Totally, people. I've watched some of them actually. That's pretty cool. It's it's a actually a really interesting production because they have hosts. They like they have the people playing the game, but those aren't the ones streaming. Like you have actual like almost esports style announcers. Like obviously they're more wow. low key because it's chess. Sure, but they will and, actually oh God, go through awesome. <laughs> and give like live analysis and talk about like potential moves and what the what each person is probably thinking and what their options are and like sort of theoretically like looking level. at like you know if they do this move and this move this is what their situation would look like this might give them the best option or they might you know it's actually a cool thing to watch because there's a ton of dead time in the thinking and they fill that dead time up with just talking about like with just analysis of the current situation and like where they could go from here 
I, I, I knew it was around because there's a couple Dota people where if they get into a game where they're being grieved by someone, you're kind of just stuck in the game because if you leave the game, then you get penalized. So you sort of just have to like occasionally get experience and not die uh, if someone's being a jerk or whatever it is. Yeah. So sometimes, so a few of them will alt tab and be playing chess, like some online chess thing. And I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of interesting. And then that's where yeah. I found out that there's a whole streaming thing where it's, you know, people that have played chess their whole life or mm -hmm. I, I want to say they talked about or they linked to someone or they they shared their stream or something with like these it's like two i think they're twins and they're girls and they play chess at like a super high level and they have a popular twitch stream i don't know um and that's that's where i found it like oh hey that's pretty cool that this is around yeah yeah it's a neat thing like i i like it's not something that i would spend a lot of time just like sitting around and and watching all day no, it's not but, something you know, I, I had watch. it on in a in a second screen while I was working or, or doing something else, and I was like, "This is this is like significantly more interesting than I would have thought for sure. a Twitch yeah. stream about chess." Yeah. So that's actually kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't call that a cell phone game. Yeah, I, I don't... my. My, like, sort of overarching, like, I'm making too grandiose a statement and we're going to have to pare it down, but I'm going to say it anyway, mm -hmm. is that um, slower simulation or RPG style games where you can be really deliberate with your inputs work really well on phones and action games don't. Yeah, I mean, that I haven't For played. Me. What's the only, the only action game I've played on my phone ever is is Mario Run, and that's hard to call that an action game because you're just tapping the screen occasionally. Now, that is that is coming from me, an older gamer who is um, very, very picky about his control styles to the point where, like, I basically can't use anything but, like, a standard, you know, eight-button controller. Sure, yeah. Um... I, you know, I, I don't like motion controls. I don't like touchscreen controls. I don't even particularly like using handhelds for action games because, like, I don't like having to keep my hands still so that I can see the screen. <laughs> you know, like, it, I have a lot of really arbitrary conditions that I like to, uh, that, you know, that I like to have in place for, like, an optimal gaming experience. So okay, having yeah. like on-screen controls for a game is not really ideal for me. I will say that for work purposes, I did have to try a sort of PUBG-style uh, battle royale game that's native to phones called uh, Free Fire. Oh, and I was frankly surprised with how okay that plays. Wow. For it literally being a shooter, like an actual, like fully featured, um, I want to say third person shooter on a cell phone. Like cool. I, I expected it to be like basically unplayable and it's like, no, this is actually fine. It's not like my, it's not really my cup of tea in general, but like it works. I, I was surprised and it's apparently really, really big overseas. I remember the the big like oh no I'm old and out of touch moment mm -hmm. was teaching in Korea and like kids there don't know that games exist outside of cell phones. Yeah, I, I had a um, 
when the first time I went to to meet Leticia's family in Brazil, she had some cousins that were like, "Oh yeah, we love playing video games." And I was asking about games, like, "Oh no, I mean, we just we just play games like cell phone games." I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." I didn't. Yeah, I don't even think about that as as yeah video it, games. But it's like, oh yeah, of course they. What am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, like we're still and we'll probably eternally be stuck in the mindset of like, oh cool, console or PC. Yeah, well, and like those are the only options when like literally those are that is like number two and number three on the market share list (laughs) at this point. Well, especially when, you know, you can play Stardew Valley and all these Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of really big games that work perfectly fine on phones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's not the way that I prefer to play it. So like I um, I generally prefer. You know, like a simple controller layout. So if, if I'm going to play a, a cell phone game, it's got to be something like Fire Emblem works because I can tap the unit and tap the square and then it does the thing. And I'm it's all very controlled. Well, you know, Mahjong doubles. is just tap the tile I want to discard. That's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that where my movements are really deliberate and I don't have to make like really fast paced choices where like the controls are really going to get in my way. Yeah, that works a lot better for me. So I like those types of games and could be more or less convinced to play any of them. Um, you know, aside from predatory monetization and stuff. Oh, I played um, I played one a couple years ago called Sega Heroes, which was literally just like a big Sega character crossover game. And it's just a match three. It's basically okay. Puzzle and Dragons. Yeah. Uh, it's basically, it's almost exactly Puzzle and Dragons with, with Sega characters. Oh, I played, you know, I played some of that on the Switch. I, I had fun. Um, so they, they canceled it like three months after I started. Like oh. they, they like shut the whole game down. That's sad. Well, it was kind of cool. Oh, why? Why? Because they turned all of the rewards in the game up to like a zillion. So you could get every. That's awesome. So it was like, all right, the game's shutting down in a few months. We're going to open everything up to everybody. We're going to turn off all of the all the all the transactional stuff. And all of the rewards are increased by like 100 times. If there's anything you haven't done in the game, do it now. <laughs> it's all open. So by the end of the by the time the game shut down, I had unlocked every character and gotten them all up to max level. Oh my God. Like I literally maxed out everything with stuff to spare. And I was like, this is a really, really cool way to send off your game. It's more like this would be a really great way to make a video game where you actually get to get all the stuff you want and achieve what you were hoping to do when you That's started. That's true. I, I would say, like, the pace that they turned it up to is even too much for that. Because right, right, yeah, of it course. took me, like, a couple weeks to do everything in the game. And then I was like, there's nothing left. <laughs> it's, it's, we're, it's, that's it. It's done. It's all over. Yeah, and, and, and I understand that that's not the point. It's like an MMO. The right, point is not. It's meant to keep you in long term. Yeah, because the, the point is quite literally not to get it done with it. You're right. supposed to keep doing it forever. But there is a there is a balance to be struck where like making it unnecessarily grindy so that it's not fun or rewarding to play is what they go for because they want you to be hooked on the gameplay and then be like, well, this isn't happening fast enough, so I'm going to spend money to make it happen faster. Yeah, they want you to get hooked on really. They want you to get hooked on the the little rush of checking off a list and then 
Yes. It's like, well, I need to do that faster and more of it. Yes. Yeah. Make the brain chemicals come faster. Yeah. Get, gotta get the gotta get the good brain chemicals. So to answer the question, I don't know. I'm sure there, there are, are yes. good cell phone games, but I don't. I haven't played games that much on my phone. The question <laughs> is simply: Is there a phone game you think is good? And the answer yeah. is yes. Yes. There's differing degrees of it, but there are phone games that I have fun playing, and there are games that I think work particularly well on phones mm-hmm. because they are actually using the. You know, they're sort of using the the situation in which you would be playing a cell phone game is really specific. You are traveling and bored or you are on the toilet or you are, you know, just sitting around in a waiting room waiting for something to happen and you've got 10, 15 minutes to burn. And it's really good for those situations. Yeah. Uh, The ones that are trying to be like full-fledged video games, but just on a phone... I'm not as big a fan of, but they seem to do well enough, so I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. I think like it's... I can't imagine playing Fortnite on a phone. I mean, but I've people do Fortnite, it. So I don't know. People do but it. I, yeah, any any of those like when I when they announced the I like I love Final Fantasy Seven, but when they announced the Final Fantasy Seven MOBA thingy, like the shooter mm-hmm. arena game, I was like, Oh, I don't have any interest in even downloading this or trying it. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a you know what I did have interest in downloading and trying? Oh, I sure as heck do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. Castlevania Simon's Destiny. Don't Castlevania. look for it on scores on on store shelves. It won't be there. Um partially because Castlevania is a Konami franchise and they just don't sell their video games, but also because it's not real. I just <laughs> It's not real. It's not official. Okay. <laughs> it's very real. <laughs> Damn. What were we playing? <laughs> this is the perfect example of what you could do with, with a franchise if you want to not make it the exact same. Yeah. But you still want to keep the, the feeling of the franchise. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what I thought of is like every single franchise that goes to Omega Force and Tecmo Koei and is like, we want you to take our IP and just make it a Muso game. like this is obviously not that but it's the same thing it's the same idea of like you can just take the universe that you've created in this one in this one uh gameplay style and just apply it to another gameplay style yeah and then just have it work and it just goes and it's great it's great this works this works way too well it is exceptional uh, for those I never of you who don't know what the hell we're talking about, because I wouldn't expect that a lot of people know about a random Castlevania fan game, uh, Castlevania Simon's Destiny is a free, that you can go download on your computer right now, fan game, which is Castlevania built in the Doom engine, the classic Doom engine. Mm-hmm. And it is essentially a Castlevania Doom game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's built in... What is it? Is it Z Doom or GZ Doom or whatever? G, is that uh, the... G, G, G Z Doom? I think. Uh, and it's it's just a straight up first person Castlevania game, and it works. It it works way better than it should. It is incredible. <laughs> it is, and, it and, is... And, like the arc. Okay, the, when you threw the axe for the first time, it had the little arc, and then it bounced. Where you, <laughs> I was just 
it, it gave me that moment of the first time you play a game that you're excited about and you get kind of that little giddy feeling like you're like oh i want to see i want to see what other stuff does like yeah 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 that's that's how i felt my experience with it was like with the axe specifically was like i'm expecting it to come out way above my head and it just sort of comes out straight and then starts bouncing along and i'm like okay that's not what i expected and that's kind of weird but then i started actually using it and finding utility for it and i was like oh no yeah okay i get it now yeah like there's there's just so many i don't know the whole game just felt i didn't i didn't i did not finish the game i played it for about an hour i want to say sounds right so i i finished the i got through medusa mm-hmm. and then um what's the next boss after medusa i literally I don't out. remember i don't remember now i got around there and then i took a break and that's this was a couple weeks ago when we first were talking about the game yes. and i just couldn't get back to to finish more but i i want to because dude everything it just feels right it if, really if does you're, if you're playing on controller you'll probably have a substantial amount of build-up time as you figure out how to set the right buttons for stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, it tur- it's not as hard as I made it look. Um, I <laughs> noticed that the controller was recognizing on the menu because it had like built-in support yeah. and assumed that I would not have to configure buttons. I did, that was incorrect. I did have to go configure buttons and once I did, it worked fine. Okay. But I just had to, I just had to go in and actually like go one by one and just configure what I want everything to do. And honestly, the configuration that I ended up with was not ideal, but I made it through the game. So it was good enough. Well, and it's kind of weird when you're making buttons for a game that you don't know what the buttons really are yet. Right. And especially one where like, you know, some of the buttons are like, you know, you're intended to use the, the one through zero keys on the keyboard for like hot swapping to your weapons. And it's like, well, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) <laughs> i also think yeah. a lot of the controls were specifically meant for multiplayer because there is a, a multiplayer arena style thing in the game yeah that i didn't even i didn't touch that no big, i big, i just big surprised that we didn't touch that yeah i mean i don't know how big this game is where like is if i had gone in there would there even have been people to play there probably would have been like three people, but all they do is sit around and play this game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of multiplayer experience you'd be getting where you just get just completely schooled. And you're like, yeah, cool. I'm glad I tried that out. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what I would have expected. But the thing like if you never touch that, the single player experience alone is worth the price of admission, which, by the way, if I didn't mention this is nothing. Yeah, it's it's just just your time. You got yeah. Press, it's literally I, just your time. Like I guess if you are interested in the idea of like, all right. So let's explain exactly how this works. Like yes, you move please. around. It's Doom. You move around like Doom. You jump on platforms. You find keys. The keys open doors. The keys have colors. The red key opens the red door. The blue key opens the blue door. It's Doom. And, um, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the keys are in are in mischievous places like i i I watched you do the 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 clock tower part where there's like a key hang above a a movable platform oh yeah there's a key on the top of a of a moving platform that you have to jump off onto another moving platform at the right angle to hit yeah that was uh (laughs) yeah 
you didn't die. You were good, but you did make a safety save, which is kind of unlike you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not, I'm not a experienced PC gamer, so the idea of like, you know, quick saving really quick all the time is like not really. I think of it like save stating, which is like I'm only going to do this when I absolutely have to. But like, sure. for you know, for PC gaming, it's just kind of a normal thing you do. Yeah, I think it's, it's just, just a, it's just a functionality that's there. Yeah. So, yeah, saved a whole lot of time in the second half of the game once I started doing that. It was nice. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you go around, you you know, you collect the color keys, you open the color door, you get through the stage. Um, Gameplay-wise, you have a whip. You start with the whip. The whip hits a surprisingly wide range of things in front of you. It does, yeah. It's got a good range. Um, it can be hard to gauge sometimes, but it's like... It's True. not the same as having to be, like, right on top of someone to use, like, the punch or a knife or something in, uh, in like, a, a Wolfenstein or a, or a classic Doom or something like that. Like, it's yeah. it hits, like, a good distance in front of you. So it's viable as a weapon throughout the game. However, the sub-weapons are the real weapons. Oh, yeah. It really, like, once I, once I realized this, it was like, this is basically what I'm doing here is I am basically picking up, like, you know, machine guns and BFGs and stuff and opting to still use the pistol. <laughs> like, when I keep using the whip and not my sub-weapons, I am yeah, opting to yeah. use the pistol instead of the shotgun. Basically. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> so, the all of the, the sub-weapons that you would expect from Castlevania are in there. The, uh, the knife... Um, shoots out has like unlimited range no drop so it just oh, it's, it's so cool yeah it's I, great like sniping something from far away mm -hmm. it feels great it feels really really good and and the 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 fact that it just goes straight and there's like three of them i don't yeah, know it fans out yeah it's really nice so that's a really useful one uh the drawback being like very little damage true uh it doesn't really come up because if you play on like normal difficulty like i did almost everything dies in one hit Mm -hmm. yeah. in terms of like the regular enemies um there are a couple beefier ones and you really notice on those and bosses where like the knife is barely touching them uh-huh yeah but most things are walking around with one hit point so you can just like knife them from across the stage and you're good and that's that's awesome mm -hmm. um I the like aforementioned the axe is how would you even explain it like it just kind of goes out and it like you can throw it in an arc, especially if you like aim your character up. And and if you like move forward when you do it, you get you get that kind of janky first person shooter extra speed it feels like it like it Yeah, yeah, like it comes out at a different like at like a different more angle momentum speed. or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I I appreciate that. <laughs> I think it's different still if you jump. Yes, I think it, it it's it I think it really depends a lot on your movement is yeah. what affects the trajectory of the of the axe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so I use that a lot. I had a really good time using that to hit things on top of platforms. <laughs> yes. Like on top of platforms that I was underneath, like the skeletons that are like throwing bones down at the you. Bo yep. Yep. I would like jump up and and toss the axe up in the air and just have it like rainbow down on their head. <laughs> and every time it would work i'd be like yes bullseye yeah. i think i think that right there describes my feeling with with using a or doing a lot of stuff in the game 
where yeah, that's a yeah, feeling yeah. of yes like just oh that was fun like it just feels good like i don't know the, the first boss you fight the the bat mm-hmm. and oh yeah throat, that fight's fun right it's really fun and that's kind of where it all comes together for i think at least that's where it came together for me the very first time where I was like yep this is this is a cool this is really cool yeah 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 this is this shouldn't feel good in a lot of ways because you know you're using a whip in a first person shooter or you're throwing an axe with a strange trajectory yeah, and you're yeah, trying yeah. to hit a floating 2D sprite kind of basically but, but it all works it really does the the bat you're completely right about the the bat fight because like that's i don't think that's a good fight it's <laughs> no. so nothing it just kind of flies around randomly and shoots it's, fireballs it's a terrible fight but like, it requires you to just like keep moving and and picking your spots and you know fire fire move jump it like <laughs> it's a very very active fight yeah and especially if you're new to it like i'm sure people who are like seasoned uh, like p- classic Doom, like first person shooter players will probably knock that out in like two seconds sure. and be like, okay, next. Like, but yeah. for me, still kind of learning, still kind of learning the the movement and how things work and what my sub weapons do and th- th- just aiming in general, like where exactly is the hitbox and what is the trajectory and how much do I have to lead my shots and stuff like that. All of those types of things, just still getting a feel for all of that. The bat fight is a really good testing ground for that mm-hmm. because you just have to keep zipping around from place to place and like avoiding damage and trying to swing a couple times and missing. And it's just, it's very frantic, but still like generally controlled. Yeah. And it was a really, really good time. Some of the boss fights are, I think all of the boss fights are generally pretty frantic. Not all of them are as fun as that one. Uh, yeah, I think one that one's mummies that you hit later that is bad. Oh, what what makes it bad? Um, they fire, uh, they fire their bandages, and the bandages bounce, and Ooh, they yeah. fire a bunch of them at a time, and okay. so they're just kind of like bouncing around the room all the time, and you can't really control whether or not one's gonna bounce off a wall and hit you in the back. Oh, that sounds frustrating. And there's two of them, so you have to like manage them at the same time, and if you um. Like if you hit them with a whip, they counterattack immediately with a with a bandage counterattack. So very often, when you go up and hit them, they just hit you back immediately. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah that so sounds, there, that sounds there's bad. now again, I am a I am a very inexperienced first person shooter player. This is like the second this is the second Doom game I've played after Doom sixty four. <laughs> it's good that we're getting. Um, you know, we, we've we played the the kind of long forgotten Doom game, and then we've played the uh, not able to be forgotten because no one knew it existed Doom game. Right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll play. Maybe we'll play a proper first person shooter. The the Doom game that everyone forgot about, and the Doom game that isn't a real Doom game. <laughs> yeah. But damn, it should be. Like this don't kind of... don't get it twisted. This is a doom game in everything but name. Yeah, it's 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 funny though because you know we we oftentimes get stuck thinking, oh well, this we don't need to you know do it works for the game or or you don't really have to experiment. Like it's what's the point? Like it's if this is what works, you can just do a different IP, right? Right, right, um, right. But this is a really great example to me of of a game that it's like, hey, I really like Doom and I really like Castlevania. Mm-hmm. What can we do about it? Yeah, and. And they they did something that's not, it's it feels 
yeah, it feels like Doom in terms of how it controls, but it also feels like Castlevania, which is a hard. I feel like that's a that was that that's it's it's impressive for more or less. I believe it was one person with some helping in terms yeah. of like you know programming or art or all that kind of stuff. Um, and I would hope and it would a be cool. whole lot of very borrowed, extremely rad music. Oh my god, yes! It's like all of the best. It's like it's like a best of you know album. Yeah. <laughs> It's like all of the all of the Castlevania arrangements that you've ever heard and been like, whoa, this is awesome. It found he found all of them and just put them all in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They're I, all would, good. This would be the kind of game that if uh you know Konami cared, they they could see this and be like, Oh, we we should turn this into a thing for real. Like this could be an actual, you know, a real video game that you could buy. They I would literally be... could just slap the Konami license on it and release it more or less as in as uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. Maybe with a maybe with a round of like UI improvements, sure, and some yeah. bug testing. Some yeah, and, and then of course you know the secret character. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> the the reason to play the game for you know the third and fourth time or whatever, but but that would be so cool. I know it won't ever happen, but I I, th- I think this is. So, so a lot of times fan games, they do some neat things, but then it's like, yeah, whatever. And then yeah. occasionally fan games become, you know, Undertale. But yeah, yeah, th- this is this is I'm not saying this is Undertale or Sonic but, Mania. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. And then they get didn't, didn't wasn't there some bad blood or something? Yeah, Sonic, like, it's not great. Them? You know, so maybe, yeah, maybe it's not great. Maybe this should just stay exactly where it is, which is free. <laughs> yeah free and downloadable right now <laughs> i don't know free and downloadable right now do you think what, what do were you the think sub weapons huh i'm trying to remember what the other sub weapons. the cross were. the cross was sweet the cross was really hard for me to aim but i i like it in theory uh, okay because it's like the cross in castlevania is like is like a, a sort of a boomerang weapon where it goes well, out a little bit it... and then it comes back yeah, and this one, it bounces around. Yeah, this one is kind of the same, or if you have a big open room, which is almost never. True, but it's, it's good for... it's like and you're basically dealing with corridors. When you, when you were fighting the, the you know, the final boss, spoilers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, it's, it's Dracula. Oh, uh, no. The, that was a good, that was a good use. Or you could use the, the cross there pretty well if you, yes. want, if you wanted to. Yeah, because that is a big open room and you can actually throw it and it hits him on the way through and on the way back, which is nice. Yeah, especially the, the f- not the final, maybe it's the first, the, the second form where he's like, you know, a big, the big one and he jumps yeah. back and forth and stuff. Because yeah, the yeah. final form he's floating. Right, yeah. If I recall correctly when I, was, I saw you play it. Um, it happened real fast because, um, you know. I kind of one-shot him. Yeah, you did. Which was a, a point of pride for me because, like, the fight didn't feel easy. No, and I was also, well, you like, were... dealing with a game that I'm, like, I'm not used to this style of game. But, like, by and... the end of it, I kind of got in a feel for it. And at the end, at the, the very last, like, the last phase, you could only take, I don't know, two hits or something like that. Yeah. You you were really low on life. So you did that, you did that perfectly. Yeah, that, was, that was fun to watch. That was really fun to watch. It was fun to do. It's it's like the boss fights are generally good, like mostly. <laughs> do you think other games would work as Doom? <laughs> I mean, I a bunch of them have already been made as Doom. True. I know there's a Mario Doom. Yeah, but that doesn't even that that doesn't seem. But you're, you're like 
this is that's Mario Doom is like taking something that doesn't work as Doom and shoving it in Doom anyway. Yeah, and maybe it would work because Mario does have a lot of cool power ups and stuff. I suppose. What was his main attack? Oh, I don't know. I never played it. I just know it exists. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> but no, something that would actually does work in the same way as Doom, and like taking off limits things that are already first person shooters or shooters in general. Well, yeah. Because, like, would Resident Evil work as Doom? Well, yeah, of course it would. (laughs) It's just Doom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think what makes Castlevania fun for me is that they they tried doing different Castlevanias that weren't, that didn't follow the pattern, and they were bad. And, you know, they were like the 3D open world kind Mm -hmm. of Castlevania. Yeah. And then this, this mixed up Castlevania and did it well. Yep, you, you know, it, you complete with Wall Chicken. <laughs> yeah, Wall Chicken, which blessedly was behind uh, marked walls. Marked walls. Thank goodness you're you when when you noticed that. How happy were you? Oh man, it's like life changing. <laughs> like literally, like okay, the game is fun again. Yeah, because you were you were like, do I have to hit every wall in this? in this space or every wall in a 3d environment is a lot to ask. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think that's a good, we've talked about the idea of walls being like breakable or hidden or whatever, you know, there, this is not always the case, but the fact that it's such a bad, like it's, it's such a kind of a weak design choice where it literally falls apart in 3d says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which Metroid would work really well here. Yeah, Metroid Doom. would work really well. Metroid would work in Doom, like, very, very well, I think. Yeah, it, I mean, in a way, Metroid, I just I would, I would, just want to play Metroid Prime. I know, everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's asking a lot. <laughs> the, do you, you know what I really, that's... you know what I really, really like? Because there's so much of the, because there's so much of this game that is melee based, because the, the whip is kind of like your your old reliable. Yeah. Like these games already exist, but like first person brawlers and like actual, like, like fist fight based beat em up style games. Yeah. Are actually really cool. I played one called Xeno clash on uh, Xbox live arcade years and years ago on the 360. Um, And that is basically just a full first person, like, fist fight adventure it's not really a doom like because the world's more open okay um but it's it like it has that that feeling of like you've got the you've got the fists up in front of you and um and you're just like dealing with incoming blows with like blocks and counter punches and stuff like that and those types of games i think are super dope i think there's one that is more doom like i think it's called fight night but like k-n-i-g-h-t night okay so, so you're like a knight of fighting. Yes, that's correct. Excellent. I think you that's wear in first armor person. And stuff? I'm looking up a. I'm looking up a thing. Yeah, you I totally will... are. <laughs> I need to see this now. I will send you a trailer. Fight night. That's the announcements channel. That would that would get everyone. There you go. It's it's this. It's very shaky. So if you have like any sort of motion sickness inclination it's probably not for you because oh, a lot crap. of like this looks totally insane yeah yeah holy but like it is Lord. yeah 
So, like, a fist fight game as a Doom-like first-person game is something that I'm very interested in. Yeah, this this falls in line as something that I would not have expected. Yeah. And this is totally Doom. Yeah, it, it's totally Doom. Oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, sometimes it looks like it's just trying to... Um... <laughs> to give you epilepsy like with the flashing colors and stuff but dude this is so sweet looking what is, is this out yeah as of last year i think oh yeah it's been almost a year i'm gonna put that on my wish list that's neat i don't know if i'll ever play it but i like the idea of it a lot yeah i do too i do too you should you should this oh so yeah i mean like more games in like a in like a doom like setting more melee-focused games in a Doom setting. Super cool. Yeah, I, I I was sharing that with Kyle because I was like, dude, you got to see this. <laughs> That's such a cool idea. I, 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 yeah, thank you. Thank you, Doom. Thank you for uh, for creating games that don't make sense in an engine similar to yours. It says, it says it's a grid-based game, so I wonder how that works. Like, I wonder if there's then positioning and stuff that matters. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder about that because that, that makes it seem like it's going less for Doom and more for like classic D and D games. Yeah, yeah. So if or it like was Fantasy Star, yes, that kind of yep. that kind of like dungeon crawling. Yeah, but so like I'm, I'm... it looks way faster than that. So I don't think it's quite that. Yeah, I don't know. That's that would it might be... just be a question of perspective. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. But either way, I've seen that. I've seen that a little bit, and I've seen it played. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, man, if that was dropped in front of me, I would play it and have a really good time with it. But I don't know if I'm going to make time for it. I mean, that's always the but case, But I would like it? to. Sometimes it's 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 hard to set aside the, the well, just like we were talking about at the beginning, where we, we, we have a ton of games that we want to play and just don't for whatever reason. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I do have a weird open like period coming now because like I cleared off my schedule of like a bunch of stuff that I was playing. I played Tunic. I played Voice of Cards. Those were things that I was interested in for a long time. Oh, did so you finish? Did you finish uh, the, the Voice of Cards then? Yeah, yeah, we finished that a, a couple weeks ago. Nice. I mean, there's you know two more of them now, but wait, what do you mean? There's like three Voice of Cards games, like oh, three I didn't different games. I th- aren't they new? Yes! They all released within the last 12 months. Oh, what? Holy crap. I just remember seeing the original trailer for it and thinking, oh, that's cool. And then that was it. Yeah, no, he released the, they released the first one like last October or something like, or November or something like that. And then there was a second one that came out in like March. And then another one came out like a week ago. Whoa. Which makes a lot of sense because Voice of Cards is like, it's basically just an engine at this point. And it's sure. very low budget because there's very little animation except for the cards moving around. Um, so all you really have to do is write a story and make some new art. But the art is static. So you, it's mm. it's a very easy game to just throw together new stories. And I'm kind of cool with that. Because like they're coming out at like 30 bucks and they're decent, you know, 20, 25 hour RPGs with a cool aesthetic. Yeah, that's really I'm cool. I'm good with that. <laughs> that give me more like half price or budget price titles that have like good art and good stories and good mechanics that I can just go through in a couple of days. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't need a uh, hundred plus hour RPGs. I'm I'm really happy with yeah games that get to the point. I mean, because because we 
we've mentioned how Chrono Trigger is just one of the best games, right? And part of that is because of how streamlined it is. It's you so focused. Point point. Same, same with Final Fantasy IV, actually. It's it's a really fast RPG to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we've completely gone... <laughs> we've completely deviated from the point like we never do. No, never. We're always very much on topic. But I don't know, like, I don't know what more to say about Simon. Like, we started talking about, like doom-like games and how it can be used in other engines but there's not a whole lot more to say about simon's destiny it's really good it works shockingly well yeah i'll be honest the main reason uh, i wanted to throw this as a podcast game is after jesse shared it with me and Mm -hmm. i or you shared it with i don't know who found it first but whatever she found it and she shared it with me and i was like i should ask tom if he wants to do a podcast about that and then she sent it to you to get you excited about it independently yeah then i i played it for a bit and was like holy crap i want to do a podcast about this only because i want people to see it yeah I want I want I wanted to have a way to say this is more or less an advertising podcast than it is our normal hey we play this game here is our thoughts. <laughs> I don't feel bad I like I will absolutely plug this as a full on promo stream and at, I don't feel bad about that at all. It's a fan passion project that was done that was done by people who just like the game. They didn't pay us. They don't know we exist and they're nope. not asking for any money. You can just go get it and play it and it's awesome and have fun with it. Yeah, do it. 